0: Welcome to Reservations for Two, Season Two, uh, Episode Seven. This episode, I really didn't know what to name it. Uh, There's a lot of things um, I'm touching on, um, all related, but uh, it was hard to pull out a title. So I'm going to lead with greetings and salutations. Um, This episode is focusing on Protecting our image. How much does it it really matter? Um, We're living in this uh, new environment of the modern woman and the high-valued man. A lot of that is just strictly based on the image that you portray. And so I wanted to talk about someone who's truly concerned about protecting their their image um, as far as being selective overall in what crowd you choose to associate with and how imperative that is mainly for public f- figures more than anything and it can not only be a destructive thing if you're in the wrong group uh, it can just destroy your credibility and it could also destroy you financially uh, the wealthy walk around with lawsuit targets other their back so on what level you do understand the need to scrutinize uh who you allow in your company however scrutinize to what point when does it lead to just being disrespectful and degrading so um I'm always, I always can tell when I'm in the company of someone who's like astute and um, are used to old money. Um, you could tell just by the way they carry their self. And that term astute means uh, showing shrewdness and an ability to notice and understand things clearly, mentally sharp or clever, and also a very crafty negotiator. Uh, so they're very good in business and, and they kind of understand the ins and outs of what what those type of relationships need to look like. So they want to keep a good reputation with most people so that they're able to possibly with them as a client or possibly a business partner. So for them, how they interact with anyone on a personal level even plays into what could possibly Ah, uh, possibly be a good business deal in the long run, or just a good relationship. So we've heard the statement before, greetings and salutations and uh, recognizing that this was a gentleman's statement. Uh, it's basically saying, dear sir, they're kind of the same thing, and they're basically an expression of a greeting, goodwill, courtesy, by word, gesture, or ceremony. So a greeting is always bit a term of goodwill, you're wishing somebody well. So these type of of things started with manners, really. And and some of us, especially in the historical black environment, we grew up in the Southern southern parts of, of America and were raised on what's known as Southern hospitality. And so there was just a way you would greet people and how you wanted to wish people goodwill more than anything. And as you know, in this new day and age, uh, we don't care as much. Uh, so I wanted to touch on something, I hope, just to bring us a reminder of what, while wealth is something everybody wants to feel secure, right? And this whole thing of the high value band and what does success really look like, does it give you a right to not care about being a gentleman, right? So I wanted to talk about what are traits of a gentleman. And so traits are of a gentleman are uh, a gentleman is generous with his time, wisdom, and resources. A gentleman possesses a positive outlook on life. A gentleman is a lifelong learner. A gentleman models civility in how he treats others. A gentleman is well-mannered and knows what is appropriate. And there is kindness. So that's the description of a gentleman. And so I feel like while we, it's been a while since um, a lot of people have really, um, I don't want to say a while since, I do believe there are some people who definitely care about that. Like I said, public figures do care, but the general public, uh, don't necessarily feel that there's a place for manners in this society. And um, even the courteousness of holding a door for someone has even lost its way through the COVID. It's like COVID's made everybody so bitter uh, due to so much loss and anguish. And it it has a lot of people just lashing out at whoever. And we all know people now that it's kind of difficult to be around them because, they're still very bitter from political standpoint, from health-wise. And so it's, I know for me, I've had some really close friends through the years and some have become kind of difficult to hold conversations with because they're still angry about the, the, the policies. And while we all are concerned, um, you want to keep your spirit healthy and have a balance of how much of that information you take in and recognize what you're truly in control of. And unfortunately um, I'm not in control of a lot of it. So I can't get too bent out of shape um, on, on things going on. Um, I'll get another opportunity to vote. And so I can make my choices differently or keep them the same. But um we can only, you know, pray for the best. So I kind of wanted to touch on this whole idea of what a astute gentleman or man looks like. What would have been called a suit back in the day is now referred to in our culture as a high value man. Well I actually um, experienced a man of, of high caliber Uh, raising me. Uh, My uncle was just a standout dude. And he was basically, I would just say what my brother-in-law had said at one point, he said, man, when your uncle speaks, everybody listens. He's like the godfather of your family. But he was a man who of great wealth, but very modest, humble, loved God. I never heard him speak an ill word about anybody um, in my whole life and um, he just was a man that never got caught up on the stuff. He he had it because he wanted to leave wealth for his children and create legacy wealth, but it wasn't just from a bragging point, point. and he often commented on the fact that he felt a lot of people weren't blessed because they wouldn't know what to do with it. They would just waste it, you know, so Just because of the way your hearts and mind are, he felt that a lot of people were missing out. But this man uh, raised me, and um, he just was very kind to his wife, a man of few words, uh, rode around in a beat-up pickup truck uh, with all his work tools. However, did have a very nice, barely-used Cadillac in the garage as well. But that's just the kind of guy he was. Back then, so when you're raised by a person who isn't caught up on what they have and they have such a great deal of respect for who they're with, it's difficult to accept what's being put before you today. Um, and with that said, I actually saw an article that kind of addressed sub of where this new attitude is coming. And it kind of falls in the lines with uh, black classism. So uh, Michigan Chronicles released an article back in 2021 uh, written by Peter Boykin. And he's a historian at Wayne County Community College. And he was just speaking to the fact that black classism has taken on almost the same divide as some of the other detrimental moves in our communities. Uh, so he basically said, there are definitely two different black Americas. There's a privileged and then there's an underprivileged. So we've heard a lot recently in the news about the underprivileged, but we know historically about the privilege. So we've, we've heard with, with Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris uh, became vice president, It kind of shined a light on the HBCUs. So, for our community, people coming up out of the HBCUs, the sororities, the Divine Nine, those were our social lights in our community. And while we celebrated it from all sides, there's not always been an acceptance from all sides. Um, And so now wealth has become the mark of. of of success, regardless of how you got it. Um, There used to be some level of standards, but now it's like if this person's wealthy, oh, they they earn some level of respect. You know, everybody wants to be a boss chick and an entrepreneur uh, just so that they're able to walk amongst the privileged. And um, the underprivileged definitely want to be in a better position too, but it's a detriment to our progress when we don't play and operate like a village. We we worked as a a village, helping those up who wanted and needed help, not those who just want to take resources and waste them away. There's still a lot of people who truly have great dreams and determination who could benefit from help versus a shun or a, a move of shame because they don't necessarily have the the privileges. And so on on the TV last season there was a show on there called Our Kind of People. That was actually a book first written by Lawrence Otis Graham. And his whole point was to address how the classism of the the people who have been college educated versus those who are still in the struggle has actually been part of the Jim Crow agenda to make us walk away from our village concept of raising our families and looking out for each other. And uh, if you look around, it looks like it's been kind of successful a little bit. So... In our need to feel valued in this uh, time of adversity, classism has caused us to be separated. We're still being used as pawns to keep us from really becoming a strong, powerful people. And in a systematic racism society, there's no amount of money that's really going to ever bring us joy. Um so we really got to come about this another way and it isn't insulting people who look like us for not having what we have. So Dr. Darius of Change Church, um, he is a, a pastor. He made a statement that said discontentment makes uh, your poor you poor in spirit. And he basically says that this, this is a lot of people who've gained great wealth, but they're not happy. So you're worse than a poor person if you have great things and you still are poor in your spirit. But when you get and live a purpose-driven life bigger than I just want to be better than the next guy, or you're in a big clone race of I'm trying to outbeat this person and just keep cloning behaviors, you actually know in exactly what you were were inspired to be and you go and you feel a sense of fulfillment, you're not going to be feeling so poor in spirit because you're going to feel like you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish in life. So it's just easy to be mean versus to to be kind to people who really don't deserve kindness. What takes a greater strength when you think about it? I would think the smile when you want to cry is is going to take more from you because that's really controlling some real emotions versus just letting out whatever you're feeling at that time. So with that, you know, I always like to go to the Bible. In uh, Proverbs 15, this is a very well-known scripture. It states, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes on folly. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch over the wicked and the good. So what I'm hearing is this is what you're feeding your your soul And if you're feeding your soul a lot of foolishness, you're going to be poor in spirit because that's where you get that word toxic from. You can't listen to someone who's speaking constant negativeness. And, you know, we heard the trace of a gentleman was being a person who possesses a positive outlook on life. You can't be both. Positive means that you find good in all people from all walks of life regardless of where they came from, you can still see good in all people, right? So so that means that you choose to look for the good in people, regardless of who they are. That doesn't match uh, a person who deals in foolishness and folly. But we, we gotta remember the eyes of God are on everywhere, keeping watch, and over the wicked and the good. So there is a difference. So in the 80s, uh, for our culture, I would say the most destructive thing for Black families was the crack cocaine epidemic. I definitely was alive. in just getting into my young adult years when that came through and devastated our communities. I mean, I just saw my... Some of my really close friends just turned into shells. They had uh, football scholarships, and you know, some of them were on their way to be a valedictorian. But that one party messed them up. So I saw how that killed our our community and really put us, set us back. But now, this classism is kind of almost a silent killer. Because unlike the crack cocaine epidemic where you saw people just deteriorating away and you saw how they were losing their minds and, you know, robbing everybody in the family. So there was that. This whole black of thing po- proves itself as opportunity. It's not opportunity. Because if it doesn't move you and it moves people like you to a better place then it's a con so while wealth is important if you're not helping somebody out and i don't even mean directly i mean you you still recognize that we have to operate as a village and there is no big eyes and little u's in village I can be the stronger part of the thing. And if you're willing to work and work with me, that's the key thing, work with me. Now, if you're working against me, you don't want to see me with nothing and you try to tear me down, then you're working against the village just like people who don't do do anything. I'm talking about the people who have a heart to do, but that opportunity hasn't come yet. And you have a power to give them a sit at the table because they've checked all the boxes of what was needed to be at that table, but because they didn't have those connections, they couldn't be at that table. I'm talking to the high-value people. Okay, so with that with that stated, I wanted to talk, say something that another pastor uh, stated as well. He uh, talked about the. Um, Dr. Jamal Bryant stated that good people never lose their value, even through unexpected life challenges, because their heart is pure towards all men. And just like in Proverbs fifteen, where God is looking at the wicked and the good, He covers good people who are really trying to live a good life. And we're all going to go through ups and downs, but who that person is, like there are certain people in my life that I'm like, if they fall on hard times, I know it wasn't because they went out and did something stupid. I know it was because life just happened and they're just wonderful hearted people. And I know they wouldn't intentionally go and put themselves in that position. So I don't see them as any less than a person because they might be on hard times right now. So that's kind of what that's saying to me. So don't allow people to reevaluate you when you know what's in your heart to do and you know you haven't done anything purposely ill against somebody and you're just living in consequences. Sometimes life happens. So um, with that said, I'm going to ask for the check. And in the check, uh, I'm going to kind of, Turn around the 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 what's on the what was stated tonight. So while I mentioned my uncle and how for me, an astute gentleman back in the day now equal equates to what we're calling a high value man. And just my foundation of what that guy looked like. He was a gentleman and he was shrewd in business, but yet he still recognized the importance of being a kind-hearted person because you wanted to be a good man of reputation. So, he was careful about the circles that you surrounded yourself with, and you were also careful how you treated people because you recognized that you had a silver responsibility to not only um, take care of your family, but to be good to those around you to continue to bloom and blossom your relationships, which could lead to more business. So uh, the next thing we, we discussed was the black classism and how that is the new crack cocaine. I said it and I'm not taking it back and how we are now allowing this to divide us just like the drug epidemic provided us divided us in the eighties. And lastly, we talked about how a kind word turns away wrath. So for those who don't know what wrath is, it's you you don't people can't argue by themselves or they're just gonna look crazy. So if if you know somebody's just being foolish and start something You just sometimes got to leave them where they stand and and wish them well and keep walking. And it will totally blow their minds. In fact, they'll probably get more angry, but you don't have to argue back. You don't have to. And um, it challenges people to just be better people because they kind of feel foolish if somebody doesn't want to argue with you. And so, um, and God watches everything going on. So that's also what it said. So it says that the wise love knowledge. They're constant learners. And it falls right along with the the gentleman. You're a constant learner. You don't feel like you're you're there. You feel like you always have an opportunity to grow from who you meet. And so I'm going to wrap up tonight by um, giving this tip. I believe tough love is needed sometimes. There are some hard heads out there. People have to see the love first though. They need to feel the value of your love for them first by putting into your village, by volunteering, donating, um, just being a part of uplifting community events and not just talking about the problem without offering healthy solutions that can better people, all it is is a bunch of painful words. And if you're truly the man of of this high value man, then you can't exclude the gentleman in that. And being an astute gentleman that people feel they could trust you to be good to them. It's not a good look when people don't feel they could trust your words to be kind to them. Nobody wants to be around somebody who could snap off and be evil and mean and wicked towards them within the next breath. So with all that that money getting, let's remember to also grab some goodwill some courtesy, learn to use good words and keep yourself of good reputation with all men. Those are the traits of a gen- gentleman. What, what was the other way? Resourceful, people who who are wise. They possess um, and share their positive outlook on life. And their gentlemen bodily civility and how they treat others. So that is what I'm going to leave you guys with. Uh, This one wasn't as long as the others, but I felt like it was something that once again needed to be addressed because this is an ongoing push to downplay each other. And it's, it's not cool. I think we need to really look for ways to be that village. Thank you guys again for coming to Reservations for Two. Have a great week. Bye bye.